Episode 44, Shmi Skywalker Lars. You're listening to Star What the F***, podcast where we talk about the Star Wars universe one useless fact at a time. My name is Marty Cobb, and with me today is... Jason Tagmeyer. And, uh, Alex, well, Alex, I don't want to know, magic pregnancy or something, we're not going to get into it, but, uh, and if you have guessed already, today's episode is Shmi Skywalker, the first Skywalker we've had on the show. Is it? I think so. We didn't have, like... Bob Skywalker or some weird character that was in a background? Of... No, 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 not no other Skywalker yet. We're waiting. So if you don't know who Shmi is, um, Shmi Skywalker is, in the short version, is Anakin's mother. Uh, in the long version, Shmi, which is the hardest name to say, Shmi, 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 Shmi Skywalker Lars, the oldest known Skywalker ancestor. Yep. I didn't know that. Uh, was the human mother of the Jedi Knight, Anakin Skywalker, as well as stepmother to Owen Larn, Lars, and the paternal grandmother of Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa Solo. This made her the great-grandmother of Jaina, Jason, and Anakin Solo. All right, we're getting into crazy stuff here. Yeah, that's the canon. That's the, the latter, who is named for her son, as well as Ben Skywalker. This made her the great-great-grandmother of Alana Solo. And she was an as- also an ancestor of Nat Skywalker, Cole Skywalker, Kate Skywalker, and Anya Solo. Cut that down to what we know. She's Anakin's mother. Anakin's mother is the is the the most important part, and she's a slave. That's the the other most important part. Yes, uh, born in an unknown world, Shmi was sold into slavery at an early age. I think six. Wow. Uh, in forty one B B Y, she gave birth to a son. He named Anakin, who was also a slave. Yeah, who was also served as a slave. Um, she cared for her son greatly and was willing to do anything to help him. And after Anakin left to become a Jedi, she was sold to Klee Lars, who freed her and married her just before the Clone Wars. Shmi died in her son's arms after being brutally tortured by a band of Tusken Raiders. All right. Well, as far as the movies go, Shmi has a couple of... A couple uh, scenes. A couple scenes. Um, She's, of course, introduced in The Phantom Menace, where she most prominently is there. Yeah, we meet her when everybody uh, lands on Tatooine and ends up uh, at like Watto's Junk Shop. They go to Watto's Junk Shop. Their home. Yeah, they meet um, Anakin first and yep. then Anakin brings him to his house and then Shmi's like, okay, cool. Shmi's like the servant that gives them dinner. Um, yeah. She, uh, she's... It's weird because they're technically slaves, but they they have this weird amount of freedom. Like you see them out and about, but I guess they work for no pay. I, I guess, guess that's what defines them as a slave. Yeah, but they're allowed to have like a little hut. That's nice. They got rooms. They they could accommodated yeah. for all like four people that were with uh, uh, Qui Gon. Yeah, it's definitely a different version of slavery than than like the, than... the thought that I would go for. I mean, I guess it could. I think they described them as slave huts. So that's, I guess, where all the slaves live. Interesting. But that makes it weirder to me. I don't know. It doesn't seem right. They yeah. don't quite quantify exactly what it's going on. So. But, I mean, she was a slave for most of her life. Yes. Uh, uh, from uh, Until uh, she got married to Clegg. Clegg. Who, I would never, who I would never bought marry. her. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would never marry anybody named Clegg. 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 Yeah, I think that's a I think it's a no for me. 
But when everybody gets there, I mean, she kind of hits it off with with uh, Qui Gon for a little bit. They they have some meaningful discussions. Yeah, there's something there. Um, you feel like they're either you I think, know. I think it's because they're the two oldest people in the movie besides the guy that plays Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they 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 talk for a while and they get along very well. They're both very nice and you know. Yeah, everything everything's good. Um, but overall. Shmi is like she's very, there's nothing to the character They're like they didn't do anything with her no no I, she exists solely as some sort of motivation for she's Anakin. the catalyst for Darth Vader right yeah, I basically mean, I guess it's the start of it yeah her death is the, the start of his downhill path yeah. but there's nothing that like because in this scenario like you would think that you know she would be more like Anakin is in the future, you know, brash, cold, like no. meat-headed. I don't know, like, but no, um, she is Aunt Beru, but older, but yeah. before Aunt Beru, like yeah. she's exactly like him. You know, like leave her, her, leave him alone. You know, yeah, you know, like he's gonna leave us one day. So let's talk about how Shmi became who Shmi is. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> um. She's born in 72 ABY at the age of six. They were embarked on a space voyage to the Outer Rim Territories, which sounds awesome. And they were captured by pirates and sold into slavery, which yeah. is not awesome. No, most things, most, being being taken by pirates and sold into slavery is usually not awesome. Yeah, I would love for a a uh, space voyage into the Outer Rim Territories. That just sounds like like family vacation. Yeah. Like, they went out on family vacation, and they were captured by pirates. Yep. Um, Can happen in real life, depressingly. So... And her, her backstory is so, like, so much better than, than what we see in the story, where she's just a quiet... I mean, there's room for a quiet, like, servant-style character um, slave, but it's just... it's It should be more than that. It should be better than that. Yeah. Um, but uh, she had a difficult childhood, taken from one system to another by several masters while serving as a house servant. Upon reaching adulthood, she was dropped from house servant status and forced into cleaning work. Well, that was that, was that which because, to me sounds like the same thing. Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure that out because when I first read that, I was like, "What does that mean?" And I think I figured it out. It's basically that a house servant was when she was like attractive, maybe like. Like then they when she became an adult they were like eh, let's put her in the back and she'll do cleaning work. To me, house servant is somebody who is um, is is like doing tasks and cleaning is specifically cleaning. Yeah. So like servant is like hey go get me that cleaning yeah. is hey go pick that up. Yeah. I don't know that that's I mean, any different. <laughs> yeah. It isn't really. It, it is very odd to me. I don't know like the difference between that and that and it's it's sourced. It's a sourced thing. So yeah. apparently that's a thing. Um, I mean. Some of her oh, masters no. were cruel, notably, notably Pi Lippa, who taught, uh, or some were kind, notably Pi Lippa, who taught her some valuable technical school skills. Um, Pi Lippa was the first to intend to free her, but after Pi Lippa's death, uh, she, she was, was sold. sold to relatives. Now, Pi Lippa taught her technical skills. I guess that's to explain why Anakin is able to build a robot? Like... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's. And by build a robot, I mean put a bunch of robot parts together that are clearly compatible. Given that the droid is a manufactured piece of material that looks exactly like all other protocol droids. Oh man, here we go. Yeah, sorry. I find that to be the most bizarre Um, part. But after she was sold to relatives, this is when she discovered she was pregnant. So, 
there's no mention of of who the Pylippa's female, so it wasn't Pylippa's not the father. Yeah. Um, maybe somebody in the house was the father, but they don't say anything, and we don't know who the father is. Why? Why, why don't we know this father? I don't know. I know the father. Who's I, the father? We actually get a glimpse into this in a movie, so this is a canon thing. Darth Plagueis okay. is uh, Palpatine's Sith Lord Master. Okay. At the time, he would have been alive during. He was alive during Phantom Menace, um, so he would have been at the time even in the movie. He wouldn't have been in the movies, but he was there. Uh, he used. He talks about it in uh, Revenge of the Sith that um, what uh, that uh, during that scene when they're in the opera. I'm trying to quite quantify the words. Uh, he says something along the lines of that Darth Plagueis was a master of manipulating midichlorians, essentially, and that. Uh, he was trying to create life, and he was trying to extend his life indefinitely. That was Darth Plagueis's big thing, and later Palpatine's. In fact, um, however, he did figure out one thing with Darth Plagueis: how to create life using metachlorians by manipulating the metachlorians, and in doing so, managed to create the ultimate Force child in some random slave's belly in Tatooine, despite the fact that. Darth Plagueis was not there. So, yeah, yeah, that's my big question, is how does Shmi have anything to do with this? Uh, And the answer is Shmi doesn't. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Um, (laughs) I I will do that for the rest of this episode as well. Yeah. Um, but it makes no sense. I mean, it, that's a cool thing. Yeah, sure. He's trying to extend his life, and he winds up extending... He winds up creating life in some other instance. But if they don't even come in contact with each other, or at least that we don't know that they came in contact with each other, they could have. Um, but anyway, uh, it keeps going. She gives birth to this miracle baby, and uh, comes into ownership of uh, uh, Gardula the Elder, which was a hut. Um... And he was a cruel master, had little regard for the safety of his, uh, of his slaves. Um, and he, she eventually became property of Watto, which I guess, I don't know. It sounds like it's, Watto seems like he's not that terrible, but, uh, he's probably a hard ass, I would assume. Um, but Watto was harsh, uh, seldom showed his softer side but they were they afforded some luxuries and they were allowed to have personal possessions and that's the part that's interesting. Um, when they weren't performing tasks for Watto, uh, she worried about her adventurous son, and um, Anakin was often getting himself into trouble. But me didn't discourage him. Yes, she and that was, she was very easygoing. Yeah, she was. She up- was. It must have been her upbringing because being captured and 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 passed from slave family to slave family like that, she probably doesn't want to do that to Anakin. You know, she doesn't want to push him and, and force him to do anything because she's never experienced anything but that. Absolutely. Especially since she was six. I mean, that's crazy. It really is crazy. I... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't... I You know, I, I just don't understand any of this. He's... Barely a slave. It's it's like yeah, it, it makes it so that yes, he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. That's not the definition of a slave. It's just that he threw that. It's like George Lucas threw out the word slave and didn't want them to be slaves. He just wanted them to be poor. Like how does like Anakin build a pod racer and Watto not sell it? 
Like, that's the thing, is that, like, it makes sense. It's What it has to require is that Watto's an idiot. Watto has a slave that's capable of building a pod racer. Something that he's capable of. And Watto knows this. Yes. He knows it because he sends him out on races instead. I guess that's going to make him constant money instead of, you know. Yeah, um, but... Money at one point, but yeah, but Watto could take all that stuff, put it together. Yeah, he could have Anakin make pod racers and sell them consistently and become La- Yato's used pod ca- pod racer. Yeah, uh, thing. It's not like this. The pod racers don't seem like they're that complex. Pod racers are that complicated to build. They're two massive repulsor engines on a with a chariot on the back. So one of the most interesting things about her is, like, like I said, there's like nothing to the character uh, except for she's a she's she's a, a struggling mother that lets her child do anything. So that's something, but we don't see anything else. She's it's just it's down, it's quiet. She's soft spoken, and and like you never know any like her history or anything like that. Um, and and you don't. It's hard to feel for her because she doesn't look like a slave. Like it's like it's hard to feel that that they've they've had this struggle all their life when you've just got silly Watto just you know jumping down their throat. Exactly. Uh, but at one point, Anakin uh, or Qui Gon was trying to free Anakin, and he did the chance cube thing with Watto, where it was who is he going to let go? Is it going to be Shmi or is it going to be Anakin? And Qui Gon uh, used a little force on it. And made it so it um, ended up on Anakin. If I requ- which essentially means Qui-Gon is responsible for the death of Shmi. Yes. But Qui-Gon is responsible for every dumb thing that happens in in <laughs> The Phantom Menace and I think later series in the end run. I think he is responsible for so much more than we ever give him credit for. Like, in the sense that he's done a lot of bad things. Yeah. Qui-Gon's character didn't make a whole lot of sense when you look when you try to examine it. I love Qui-Gon, but, though. Yeah, you gotta love Qui-Gon. He's Liam Neeson. You gotta <laughs> love Liam Neeson. Um, I will say also that uh, I believe that the bet itself was blue, the boy, <laughs> red, his mother. Anyway. And, and my question about that is because I feel like she's she's just this this very simple, you know, servant, and Anakin is making him money yeah. with these races. Why would Watto even wager Anakin in that? I don't know. Everything about the bet doesn't make any sense right? because it starts out with... I'll bet on the... I'll sponsor the boy so that we can get the ship piece. Yeah. Or something. Like, it gets really weird to begin with, and then it tosses in this whole thing about the slave, and they're like, let's do everything randomly. <laughs> like, no, because he's right. Because, like, what does he even use Shmi for? Shmi wasn't in the shop. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, she was just, like, like you know, helping out around the, the house and all. Yeah, so... I don't know. Shmi is like an anomaly in some way. Nothing about Shmi makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, Shmi is like the like the mother character that sits back and just does all the housework, which is just like it's a good metaphor for a slave. That was a really good like yeah. you know if if George Lucas is trying to make a point by saying just you know this is like a slave. That's that's very good. Yeah, um, and she's no different than Baru. No. You know, Baru no, no. doesn't seem any less tied to anything. Like, you know, it's it's really interesting, and it's just like, uh, I, I would have know. loved to see, a, like, a deeper, deeper slavery. Not something violent or anything like that, but, it, like, just, like, like, make this look like they're struggling more. Yeah, because it doesn't look like they're struggling, because that's the difference. 
They use the word slave, but to quote um, Princess Bride, you keep using that word, I don't think it means what you think it means. It's and- it's like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he wants he wants them to be slaves because he wants to generate sympathy by using that word by making these characters into slaves. However, he doesn't the writer George Lucas doesn't treat them like slaves. They are treated like they're just poor and on a crappy system. It's 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 very much more like they're trying to pull an, uh, analogs to um, Luke's backstory, yeah, with being a very simple farm boy. But why didn't they just make him a very simple farm boy? It's almost like the same. Exactly. I would have made it so... Because here's my thing. Anakin's really good with the pod racer. Yep. Anakin, pop Shmi in there real quick. Jump on top. Fly out there. You are halfway across Tatooine by the time Watto knows. Yeah. Those things go fast. Watto is not catching up to you. You're gone. It's... Get, make a new life for yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, Go to a moisture farm. Do literally anything. There's, They're not even in Mos Eisley. They're in Mos Shuta or Mos Espa, yeah. right? Like, they're Mos Espa. That's right. Uh, Go to Mos Eisley. Go to Mos Shuta. Go to literally any other Mos. Yeah, I just feel like the the, the slavery thing is, is, is more like they just are, like, living poorly. Exactly. That's what it feels. That's what it feels like, more like. Exactly. When your son is capable of building, and by extension, you should probably be capable of building a pod racer because he had to learn it somewhere, and she has technical skills. Yep. I put that in quotes because we never see or do anything, but like you have to learn it from somewhere. And while Wado probably taught the taught Anakin how to do things because it makes sense when he works in a junk shop or whatever. I mean, it's Wado's junk shop, but whatever they sell is beyond me even. Um, so There's one... Used a uh, shot of her technical use in in the in the Phantom Menace. Oh, uh, what is it? It's she's the one who's holding the screens and, and the little like, like iPad screens, the little iPad thing when during the the pod race. Which if that was my mother holding that pod, she'd be holding it upside down and backwards. And <laughs> it, 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 you know, her technical use is is above my own mother's. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so um, she, you know, there's that. But um, eventually, Watto's business declines, uh, and it's so bad that he sells her to Clig Lars. I will say, though, that apparently uh, Shmi and Watto, like, got along better without Anakin. Like, they, like, I guess Shmi had nothing better to do, so she started, like, trying to comfort Watto in some way. There's gotta be some weird, like, the relationship between Watto the master and Shmi the slave, where it, it becomes a, you know... You just have to live with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're like, oh. And like, Watto apparently became nicer, but they fell on hard times. Yeah. Um, and Watto was forced to sell his business. And uh, based, because apparently he was like, he has gambling issues because yep. business began to decline due to excessive betting on pod races, which he's never won a pod race bet. Why do you continue? <laughs> it's beyond it's a, me. It's an addiction. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, he said he sold Shmi to Kleeglars, a moisture farmer who had fallen in love with her. Yep. Uh, which is weird. Yeah. I don't have much else to say about um, it. You know, he was the hero. Yeah. Um, they tricked Watto uh, into selling for exchange for a toe ball lens. What is a toe ball lens? And what... Toe ball? Isn't that like an actual, like, metal? No, it... it's toe ball. Oh. T-O-B-A-L. They're vital components of needle ships. They're powerful enough to blind those who looked into them. And, and what are needle ships? 
is the next question. It was mentioned in the Life and Legend of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then appears in a flashback in they... Tatooine Ghost. So, nothing. It no, means... they are squid vessels. What is a squib vessel is the next question. Uh, squib was a company. Uh, sent to us. Whoa, here we go. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, I saw this. Squibs. Yeah. Squibs. So, Watto sold Shmee to Klig for a topo lens, which is used in needle ships, which are squib ships, and squibs were a sentient species from Score 2 known for collecting, trading, and haggling. They had humanoid bodies that were a meter in height, and they were colored in colorful fur with pointed snouts, tufted ears, and large eyes. They tasted objects by rubbing them all over their fur. They were gregarious, insatiably curious, and obsessed with haggling and deal-making. It was said the easiest way to get information from a squib was propose a trade. They look like a... They're, they're furries. Let's not let's not hide it. Let's I was getting get, there. An anime wolf with a Chewbacca belt and something barely covering their crotch, and they definitely have like a hat that looks like something that one of the village people would be wearing, and they it, have little tiny guns. It has it raises so so very many questions. This is amazing. Yeah, we finally found one of the weirder Star Wars things. It took and us a while, but of we got Of all there. the episodes, I wouldn't expect to have found it on the Shmi Skywalker episode. Yep, that was a chain of insanity. But okay, this... so, the Tobal lens... <laughs> Go back, yep. Uh, ...was what, what, what got uh, Shmi to Klieg. Um, then Klieg asked for her to marry, which she agreed. She found she fell in love with him, as well as Owen, and wanted to be a part of their lives. Oh, Owen was Klieg's son. Um, now, by the time we see Klieg, he lost his left le- his leg, didn't he? He's like sitting in yeah, a wheelchair. Yeah, he was in bad, bad shape. Yep. Um, so, Baru is not related to Shmi, but she's it's by marriage. It's mm-hmm. it's Owen's wife. Yep. But they share so much in common. Not only do they both kind of do that whole housewife thing, which I, could be more common than just the two of them, obviously, but they sound exactly the same. When you hear Shmi talk, she sounds a lot like Baru, where she's got that weird, like, German-speaking English with a dialect of something else thrown in. Yeah. Um, they sound so similar. I think, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, we make fun of the guy, but I, you know, I don't really want to be too cruel to him. But George Lucas, well, then again, four billion dollars from selling his property so yeah he can afford uh, a couple yeah. of digs all right I, I don't think he knows how to write a mother character that's what that's, that. yeah exactly that's what i'm getting at is you hear a lot about the um i don't know the terms for it but when there's very few female characters strong female leads or even strong female characters at all in a film yes um kathleen kennedy said that's all changing with star wars you know episode seven we see um a couple you know a couple strong females uh, there is Ray, who is the the female lead. Okay, yeah. Uh, played by Daisy Ridley. There is, um, well, uh, what's her name? The, uh, the from Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, the Captain Phasma. Yes, Captain Phasma. Because that's that's which we don't know if it's you won't see on film. We don't know if we'll see on film that it's a female, but we know we know that it's a female. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we will, because they're going to make a deep, big deal out of it. And there's Princess Leia, and there's a couple small ones that we've heard little tidbits about. Including Rogue One's lady, main character. Yes, which we heard a weird rumor about that we may right. not repeat. I'm not going to repeat here, because I don't know if it's true yet. So, 
But um, so they say that that's changing. You know, we're gonna see them take take a step into the into the lead instead of just being the background character. And Princess Leia was was definitely you know a lead character. Yeah. Um, she was kind of the damsel in distress. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of one strike against it. Um, but she she proves I think herself afterwards when she's the one, like beyond like there's a couple of scenes where she does good you know yeah. she, she and she's not like a fighter pilot and it makes sense for her character to just they be don't a commander, save her so. and then move on yeah no know. she and she shoots all those stormtroopers she had a good scene however I do agree she is still the damsel in distress that makes it a little bit worse but you know it's she's better than most that was also 38 years ago however yes however I will say that she has improved in the second in the next two movies um yeah absolutely. so exactly um, but Shmi is, you know, she's just in the background. It's, uh, you know. She doesn't matter. Like like we said earlier, she is a character simply meant to be a catalyst for Darth Vader to exist. Yeah. They needed the character to do this, and she did that. Yeah. Um, and that that's all well and fine. I, so, I mean, but in the end run, that, it makes it, you know, lesser Speaking character. of that, um, how she eventually moves Darth Vader on is when she's reunited with him. Yes. They meet up in episode two. Yes, she is in episode two for maybe like 30, 30 seconds, maybe. She, um, uh, You first see her here in, I think, Anakin's dreams. Do we get a sequence of... Because he, he complains about dreams about his mother dying. Yes. And I think... Do we get a shot of the, of her actually being tortured? I, bl- like that, I in thought that? we did. Like a close-up of her face just screaming or something? Yeah, I feel like we... Yeah, I feel like we there was something visually that hinted towards that. Yeah. However... That's not the scene anybody remembers. Um, no, the scene is when she's all tied up and... But, but first, you know, we gotta right, get there. Go for it. Uh, one morning, she went out to pick my vaporator mushrooms from the moisture vaporators. Vaporators. Okay. Uh, and she was captured by a group of Tuscans. Klieg attempted to uh, assemble a search team and attempt to locate her, but ended up losing 26 of the 30 that were sent out and lost his right leg. Wait a second. All right, so we have one person missing. We take 30 people, 26 die, and he loses a leg. That is dedication. Yes, it really is. That is like... We lost that Malaysian Airlines. <laughs> and they didn't lose 26 people trying to find you know an airplane filled with people. So that was, was one person. Yep. And we lost 26 people and a leg. That is impressive. It is. That's how uh, terrifying the uh, Tuscan Raiders apparently are. Well... It's true. They beat um, me. Oh no, they didn't beat me last night. You didn't play Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, I didn't play with the Tuscan Raiders. We just got the new Imperial Assault expansion and has some sweet Tuscan Raider miniatures. In yeah, it. I replaced my Tuscan Raiders with more Stormtroopers, which was a good move on my part, I think, because you won. Yes, my Stormtroopers managed to win the day for the first time in their lives. <laughs> um, it's that plastic held up, <laughs> and I also managed to skin a Wookie. <laughs> um, so after a month, uh, they gave up the search, believing her to be dead, but she wasn't. She Severe, was just severely beaten and dehydrated, holding on to her memories of Anakin in an effort to stay alive. Now this is that might be. I'm going to say that might be worse than lost the will to live. <laughs> That's true. Then in uh, episode three, when they say that Padme simply lost the will to live despite having two children, uh, her resilience fascinated the Tuscan Raiders. Wow, I didn't know you could fascinate a Tuscan Raider. Uh, prompting them to try other methods of torture. However, it only strengthened her resolve to live long enough to see her son. She often reached out to Anakin, hoping he would come and rescue her. How did she reach out to him? The Force? I guess so. That's the only thing I could think of. Anakin was overcome with nightmares of his mother. He sensed her pain and suffering. He traveled to Tatooine to find her. They they met Watto for three seconds. He was wearing a hat. (laughs) 
He's like, I lost everything! I would expect him to be wearing a hat. Um, he said that he sold Shmi to Clay Lars. They go to the... They, huh? Yeah, they meet Clay. They meet uh, Owen. Did they meet Aunt Peru? she around? I know Aunt Owen Peru was, was around by the end of the third film. I yeah. know that. And I can't remember. It's been a while. But, uh, um, you see her at the end. of That's the last shot. Yeah, no, they, they, they mimic the shot from yeah, uh, New Hope at the end. Which is one of my favorite shots. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, Clay tells everything that he knows... Um, said that it was impossible that she survived, but Anakin uses his senses, and he finds her in a Tuscan Raider encampment. Yep. And she's got a real fake-looking scar on her face. Otherwise looks pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he unties her, they have a quick conversation, and she dies. Yep. And then he proceeds to literally kill all of them. Yes. It's- Just... Just everyone in that village. Not just the not, men. Not just the men, but, but the, the women. women. And the, the children, children, too. too. Um, and uh, Padme begins to not respond to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's... And they hold a small funeral, and that's it. Shmi is gone. Yep. I wasn't strong enough to save you, Mom. I wasn't strong enough, but I promise I won't fail again. I miss you so much. Anakin Skywalker, as he kneels before the tomb of his mother. Very sad. Very sad. However, that's sad enough to me. Anyway. No, because... The, you, you know, didn't know her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I didn't like, care. If it's going to be the thing that moves him on, you know, I would love to just really have that influence of the slavery in life to really just guide the... You know, we don't get deep into it. No. And that's the problem is that I with the prequels overall, at least Anakin's transformation into Darth Vader, is that we don't get deep enough into it for us to feel that that's a logical choice for him to make. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't feel like Anakin ever was going to do that, you know? Like, yep. like I mean, we get that moment. The only moment, even in Clack of the Clones, where you feel that is when he goes, I killed the children and the children, too. But, it's, it, well, partially it's the acting that makes it so laughable. But it doesn't come off as something he would have done anyway. Like, if there's one thing I can think about Shmi and remember her by, it is just her unending positivity yes she is a optimist to the extreme yeah you know while we don't see it we know that she's had a terrible life we've read about her terrible life and she's just like anakin do what you need to do you know and anakin will come save her yeah she wants to stay alive just to see him for that one last second and she doesn't do it long enough i mean her words her final words are uh, i'm so proud of you annie so proud i miss you so much now i am complete and then i love you dead yeah. She didn't even finish it. And I think that's really what drove him into a berserker rage, but... Now, do you think if if she was already dead and Anakin got there, it would have been the same slaughter of Tusken Raiders and transformation to Darth Vader? Well, I think if he was still alive... Yeah, he no, wouldn't... No, she was dead. Oh, if, she was if dead. If she was just dead, like, he didn't get to see her for that last minute. I don't think it would have been, because I don't think it would have had any as, as deep of an impact. I think he might have, like, maybe, like, killed the chief. Maybe he would have, like, maybe killed the people around it. But he might have just left. Uh, if she hadn't died, they wouldn't have died either because he would have just focused on getting her out of there. Yep. So, you know. All right, should we move on to Toy Talk? Let's do Toy Talk. Toy Talk. Now, is there actually an official Shmi action figure? I own it. There is. Oh, my God. It is as lively as you could imagine. It is an action figure of, of you know, of Shmi. It's, uh, she has a weird little, like, comlink looking thing. With her, and she's got her arms folded, and it looks kind of like the actress. Uh, it's cool. It rounds out, you know, a diorama or a scene, 
But it is not an action figure in any way. There's not a lot of action you'll do with uh, Shmi Skywalker. Is this a... There's one here that it's like the... the you know, that's fake. It was the Kenner toy... Like the Kenner looking packaging. Oh. Yeah, uh, they might have redid it, repackaged it. Yeah, but it has the actual thing. Kenner logo. Yeah. I was like, that, you wouldn't have no. had that. I know it was Hasbro ha- did that. No, it was the Star Wars Power of the Jedi line probably... I don't know. Early... Early 2000s? Yeah, this would have been right after. This was when every character had an action figure anyway, so... Yeah, maybe a little bit before that. Um, I have... She had one of those, um... Those... Not, what is it? The communicator... Oh, the, uh... Yeah, things that made noises. Called, it was yeah, like a little thing that you put, put yeah. down, and, and it, it, it did their voices on that little com link thing. Yeah. Um, um, no Lego figures? No Lego figures. I saw a custom that, uh, was fine... But no, there's she's very small footprint on the uh, toy community. But she had a soda can. She did have a soda can. Remember back in 1999 when Pepsi had soda and Mountain Dew and all of them had soda cans for every single character. Yes. To round out the fact that how boring she is, she was on a can of Diet Pepsi. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Diet Pepsi to go with their, you know, um, terrible, uh, you know. Um, Sexist, genderist. I, I, I have absolutely you know, no idea what to say about. They're going to say a woman's going to drink diet Pepsi, so let's put Shmi on there. You know, it's just terrible. It's, it's funny. Think back to uh, Phantom Menace. Because to, to me, I would have put Jabba on the diet Pepsi. I would have put Jabba <laughs> on the diet Pepsi too, because that would have been funny. Think back to Phantom Menace. Think back to all the iconic characters you can think of. Yes, even that movie had iconic characters. Would you even put? Would you even have considered putting Shmi on? They're like, we're gonna put Anakin's mom on there, and we're gonna get the moms to buy this. And it's never like that's the no, worst marketing of all time. No mom has ever cared about. You Shmi. should put the character, the awesomest character, on there for the people, for the kids that don't drink Diet Pepsi to drink the Diet Pepsi. Exactly. You could use it as two things. One, Diet Pepsi doesn't sell as well as regular Pepsi. At least at the time, I know that it didn't. Um, so you put a character on there that everybody wants, so they buy it. Two, if you want people to, to be healthy, which I'm not sure if that's Pepsi's goal, no, no. but they do want to sell Diet Pepsi as well as regular Pepsi, you put a character that everyone wants just so they buy that as well. You put Shmi on there, and people that don't drink Diet Pepsi aren't buying it, and people who want cool characters aren't buying it. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a couple not other characters. Not that I'm, like, yeah. you know, better than the Pepsi marketing department, but I feel like it's a little off. I mean, like, I don't know, even, like, background characters would make more sense. Or a Sing. A Tuscan Raider. Yeah. Now you just want to put the people that killed her on there. Yeah, one of the pod racers. Literally anyone. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, I wouldn't have put Shmi on there. And it's also hilarious because uh, we found out about this because it was the only video that came up. It was one of the few videos that came up when I typed in Shmi Skywalker on YouTube. Um, and it's this really hilarious... 3D like image of it <laughs> that's been like circled around and this is like a thing because I found more of them when I was looking at them. I had a lot of those cans up until uh, when my parents moved to Florida it was about a year ago. I had to clean out my old bedroom and there was a whole ton of those cans still there. Oh man. Back to 1999. And I threw them all out. And they were full too. I didn't like drink them and then save the cans. They were full of old soda. Oh, man. You know, that those probably have, like, LSD in them now. Was it Mountain Dew? Real sugar. <laughs> I know that uh, there were some Mountain Dew cans I remember seeing a lot, but... Is it Mountain Dew? I'm sure... There were was... Mountain Dew. I had a, a, a Mace Windu. Yeah, Mountain those Dew. were probably heroin by now. 
<laughs> Could it make Do they just work? evolve to different drugs over the years? Yeah, no, I think well, I think that uh, Mountain Dew is actually a sol- as mild form of heroin right now. So, so uh, yeah, that's Toy Talk. That's Toy Talk, and uh, that's. Basically, Shmi talk. <laughs> no, we have a final question. Oh, we do have a Schmeidel question. <laughs> Schmeidel question? Schmeidel question? What is the Schmeidel Schmission? <laughs> the Schmeidel Schmission. Final question. Final question? Is, um, if you could modify Shmi in any way, how would you do it? I have two ways I would go about this. Okay. One, keeping with the slave thing. Yeah. I would have made her a slave. Mm-hmm. I would have made her an actual slave. She would have lived in the backyard of, of Watto's, uh, graveyard. Grad. Not graveyard, junk shop. They would be. You would see that she was overworked, and you would see that Anakin was overworked. But they were hopeful. I would have made her hopeful. Still, she would have been optimistic. And while she would have been motherly, I think she would have been more proactive than that. And that maybe she was an Anakin had plans to escape. Yep, that's the biggest thing that we're missing. Yeah, if there was a plan to escape, or if there was an actual thing that made me feel for the character, then that would be great. And then basically what she does is I, she sacrifices her freedom so that they can get them. I wouldn't have done it with a pod race. I would have changed how the betting worked. I would have kept the pod race scene probably. But I would have... I would have... I would have cut it by ten minutes. But um, <laughs> I would... Uh, it would be like Watto. She ends up making the sacrifice so that Anakin can go become a Jedi, while she is forced to stay back for some reason. Like she has to uh, scrap her plans or something very important, so that it feels like a sacrifice when Anakin is gone. So the way I would change her is first I would change her voice. That half German, half nun, whatever thing is is a little yeah. a little much. It, no, it's just it's like it feels like they overdub. I know they did it for Aunt Peru was they overdubbed somebody else's voice but it feels like an overdubbed voice mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't mention the actress uh, Pernilla August her name yep. is I don't know if that is her voice like it's just it comes off a little odd on screen like it's not the the sound you would picture when you look at the face but the second thing I would have done is I would have had her reveal to Anakin once Qui-Gon is there that she had over the years built up this escape plan. Yeah, uh, and this was the, the 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 thing that allowed them to escape together and have freedom together. And then they do, and they wind up going off with Anakin, with uh, Qui Gon, and 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 them. And um, the next basically x amount of years, she's living in uh, like Coruscant, you know, and and this is freedom. This is what they wanted all their life. And then she gets killed, and yeah. that. Furiates, you know, yep. Anakin because they finally get the freedom. You know, they finally have the life she wants. And she could even meet Clegg or whoever it is, some dude, um, and get married. And then maybe, you know, it's like someone on Watto's side or someone, or it's just simply like the dark side. Uh, like it's just, it's Palpy just messing around trying to piss off Anakin uh, and he winds up killing her. Yep. And that would send him into a rage, and we would know why, and we would feel why, because we see her and we experience her. Yeah, she becomes a character as opposed to yeah. uh, motivation. Exactly. Um, I, it's either that, or I would have just... That's a great idea, and I like that a lot. And I like my idea. But I also like... The, the, the other idea was, she's not a slave. Mm. They're on Tatooine. She's a farmer. Yep. With her husband... Kleeglars. <laughs> so you're just cutting to the chase. I'm just cutting to the chase. You make Anakin's backstory the same as Luke's, yep. but you make it a tale of caution for Luke. Yep. 
when you when you put it into context, when you make Anakin have the same backstory as Luke, then you can kind of view it as this is what could have happened, yep. and this is what happened, and why Luke was in danger of becoming a jet uh, of becoming Dark Side, but managed to overtake himself. I would have made it. I I I think the prequels, what the prequels really needed was some simplification. Yeah. So I do think that absolutely. Even just making a lot of parallels to the original, but making it a tale of caution. But the original was a simple story. Yeah, and that's what made it so good. Exactly. It's a very simple tale. It is almost word for word the hero's journey. Yeah. Like you could you could go step by step, and you can view each point as it happens in the original Star Wars to match that template, and that's all you needed to do. You know what was beautifully done in the original was it was simple story with complex. Um, the world building. The like. world was complex. Yeah. And that's the thing. In the prequels, it's complex story with complex world. And that's where you get lost. And that's the problem. And that's, that's why... And you can see this. This is not... Like, there are many series that do this well. And yeah. if you want to point to one at the moment... And I know this is a little weird. Bear with me. The reason why people like the new My Little Pony series is because of exactly that. Yep. The stories are very simple. It's just... You know, characters dealing with friendship problems, but the world is so well built that you actually enjoy watching, and that's and that's what the Star Wars series need to do. Now, that's of course a different example, and if you don't like it, whatever. But you know, I'm pointing out that that's the reason why something like that became so popular, and it's also an example of why other cartoons nowadays yep. are becoming popular, like Adventure Time, uh, Steven Universe. These have very simple plot lines every episode. However, the world is so interesting. That it keeps you there. And that's what Star Wars does really well. It tells a very interesting story, but it manages to present you with a very interesting world with a very interesting characters and very, very interesting design aesthetic. So if they had managed to do that in the prequels, with Shmi being edited into a different character, either into basically Aunt Beru yep. or being a slave trying to escape as opposed to whatever the heck she was. Mm-hmm. Then it would have been that's not that simple, but it's simple enough that we can understand the character and we can get it and we can feel for her right away as opposed to being the mother of the world's most powerful Jedi. I feel like that was the plan, but then they threw this complex slave thing in there and never actually made her into a slave. Exactly. It's basically uh, like she was supposed to originally be, you know, just an overworked mother, and they just decided, you know, let's make her a slave and never change like, the rest of the they, script. There was like a script, like a, like a rewrite, but they skipped the whole section. Exactly. No, that's <laughs> but, suggesting that there was a rewrite. <laughs> now, while I think your idea is great, I have one more. What? They could just cut her out. That's true. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, I do think it's better that she's there, but I feel like so underused that it's just, it, it's one you of the... You could easily cut her out and make Luke an orphan. Or Anakin an orphan. So what would be the push to the dark side? The first push? The first push to the dark side? The character lived on the streets of Tatooine. He was a dark. He was in a dark place to begin What's with. What's the next... Tr- the, the trigger. The trigger that would replace you her You could death. easily replace the trigger with... Qui-Gon, even. You make Qui-Gon a character for another movie, and he another dies. a movie, yep. Yeah, as opposed to... And they he becomes Qui-Gon's apprentice, and he doesn't... And there's a... And him and Obi-Wan don't like each other. Yep. You don't... You make it like that. And then when Obi-Wan has to take over Padawan, maybe they become friends, but there's an anger there. 
then you would feel something for when Qui-Gon dies as opposed to being like... It's just, yeah, we go through a trilogy of movies without feeling anything. You know what I felt the most? What? That shot at the end when it showed Grand Moff Tarkin for the first time. Exactly. I think I shed a tear. Like, (laughs) I... Yeah, that's the thing, is that, like, you feel more for, like, seeing... A glimpse of a character that... Yeah, yeah, without ruining him as well, because it's not like Jango Fett where you go, oh, okay. Or Boba Fett where you're like, oh, okay. Or uh, even, what is it, uh... Like you know, I felt I felt something for when we saw Owen Lars and and Peru carrying it's, Luke, but that's just because that imagery is so good. It's, like, it was strong imagery, and it was it was a very few words. That's we, the common <laughs> bond between those two scenes is there was no dialogue <laughs> to ruin anything. Oh, uh, it should. Let, let's watch Phantom Menace as a silent movie and see how if it goes over better. Yeah, we'll just add some music in the background. I think it's the other thing is that with Shmi before we can end this is that. Shmi is present for every scene of the Phantom Menace that you hate the most. That's true. It's I think it's that like I think there's a part of me that's like I don't really have anything against the character. It's just that when you stack up every scene she's in, because she's she's in the scene with Metachlorians. Yep. She's in the scene where she says she says that line where she's like, "There was no father. I raised it myself." Yeah, which was dumb. She was. Um, which we barely got into. No, in there's not but a lot. It's, to... it's all in denial. It's all in That's... denial. There's a better episode for that, I can tell you. Um, uh, you know, she, she's uh, present during the the tongue scene where Qui-Gon catches the Jar Jar's tongue, which takes you out of the scene completely and makes the whole scene pointless. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Shmi. Shmi, Shmi, Shmi. Oh, Shmi. I know. We, we want more from you, Shmi. We want Shmi. Oh, she also appeared in an episode of The Clone Wars. Did she? Sort of. It was like a vision. Nice. That's about it. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, cool. I, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Set up a review on iTunes. Follow us on Patreon at Fruitless Pursuits. And, uh, of course, you know, whatever else you can help to spread the word. Like us on Facebook. Yeah. Tell us some weird Star Wars things. Yes, we always want to know. <laughs> and, uh... Thank you for listening, and uh, come back next time where we'll talk about something somehow more useless than that. That's me? That's me. Let's do it. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.